of the Hailcast, coming to you live from the bowels of the Hailcast Studios with my partner. I'm mad over here, and I tell you what, we're trying to fight the scurvy, and I think oranges are the way to do it. Stop barbecuing, nibble on it all day long, and then you bring it home for dinner because the kids want it. You don't really particularly uh, want it because you've been eating it all day. That's Pit Stop award-winning barbecue. Wants versus needs. Always going to get you in the end. Yes. So welcome back, man. It's ah, oh, these 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 chairs are comfy. They feel like uh, they've been yearning for our aces. Middle leg riding the bike, really. I mean, it's just uh, back in the saddle, back in the studio, talking some Wolverine football. That's right. We sort of had, uh, you know, something came up. You haven't heard our voices, our uh, our olive oil voices uh, in quite some time. Guinea Charm. He comes along with his olive oil voice and Guinea Charm. Something came up. We, we had, had obligations. Obligations. We had shit going on. So here we are. We're back. We're back. Back in the saddle doing our thing. Um, last we spoke to you, we were uh, coming off a Hoosier ball game. That's right. And looking forward to a trip down to Columbus. Yeah. And um, as boy, it, that was a heck of a trip. As it turns out, a classic. It was an instant classic. It was an instant classic. And uh, we'll have to wait another year to get that W. Yes, we will, no doubt. Bitter, bitterly disappointed. Bitterly. Bitterly disappointed. Yeah. And uh, life goes on. First world problems. Indeed. Indeed. I, there's really not a lot to say of the outcome of that that tilt. Um, I think we're all familiar with the controversies with the uh, officials um, and the fact that uh, the Wolverines had that and then let it slip away in a double overtime difficult loss. It's 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 stomach turning. 
it was stomach turning then and you get those pangs of uh, knots forming once you start talking about it again i yeah it hurts that's better. the tough thing about coming back to hailcast after that is having to deal with this again uh, only for briefly Good of those thoughts and I, I i just recall and i'll leave the officials at this first quarter and it was a uh, little out route from Jake Butt into the corner of the end zone, and he was getting his ass held the entire route. And my hackles went up, and I said, "It's going to be like this all day, isn't it? We're not going to get a freaking call." And um, unfortunately, my worst fears were realized. Um, we weren't going to get a call. Well, I've got two. Big memories of that game that stick with me, and that is the non-call on Grant Perry, I believe. Or yeah, um, it was like a two-receiver route, and one was doing a, uh, just a, a, a real quick in. Maybe that was Grant Perry who was who just got mugged. I, it may have been Jay Jay. I'm talking like literally tackled early on. Oh it, yeah yeah yeah, that was uh, Darbo. Darbo, right? Yeah yeah yeah, Darbo. Yeah. He, the guy was all over him and tackled him, and uh, no, and the, the pass was incomplete. Now we ended up converting the next play on a real long, but beyond, but besides that, yes, it didn't. That play didn't end up affecting the game, but you never know. That's just indicative of the no calls in that game. Well, there was. Yeah, the no call on Grant Perry in the first. Yeah, I mean there were several. No holding. The holdings. I mean they they had their yardage and penalties per per game during the season, and then basically none during that game. But then I also have to go back to these two facts of the game, and in my history of watching this game, if this happens, you don't win the game. If you fumble on your one yard line. And you throw a pick six, you don't win this game. In my history of watching this, for you know, we're talking not your first rodeo. This ain't, but you know, we're going on forty. Yeah. Uh, forty. You, you uh, maybe not forty, but maybe yeah. close to it. Yeah. Uh, if you throw a pick six. And then another silly interception. But more, more importantly, if you fumble on your one yard line, you're not going to win this game. Yeah. It's just too tight. You can't do, make those mistakes. With all of the non-calls said, you still can't do those things and expect to win. And so, while it is bitterly disappointing, I have to acknowledge the fact that Michigan made some enormous errors on that uh, in that game. That or mistakes, errors. Great plays on Ohio State's part, knocking Wilton Spate's arm as he's releasing the ball, which then led to the pick six, um, or fluttering the pass. So, I mean, it's just uh, that sort of thing. Um, and they still could have won it, though. Despite, they still could have won it. Yeah, despite all of Michigan's uh, I, mean, I think people saw that Michigan dominated most of that game, oh, and yeah. everybody. The better but, team. The be- you know what? The better, scoreboard. Team, the better team doesn't always win. And uh, that was a, a hard lesson in that uh, old. Well, so what, what we're left with dang, is the Orange Bowl, number six Michigan versus number 11 Florida State in uh, sunny Miami, Hard Rock Stadium. So that is, 
outside of the playoffs, that's the bowl game. Everybody wants to see. There's a bunch of bowl games earlier on in the day, none between any ranked teams. The only game of that day between ranked teams is the Florida State-Michigan game later that night, and that's the only game on that night. There is no competing game, so all eyes will be on that game, and they are going to uh, see a team on a razor's edge. Yeah, it'll be a... I, I I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm, oh, me I'm, too. I'm bummed that we're not in the playoffs, but we're clearly disappointed as to how uh, Iowa at Ohio State turned out. But once you swallow that bitter pill, you look forward to a game against a storied program with uh, the Florida State Seminoles down in Miami for in the Orange Bowl. You got to make the best of what you got. That's pretty good. That's a pretty darn good uh, venue for us to play in, not only um, to face some great competition and to display our talents to the nation, but for the recruits to see us down in southern FLA. Used all that gorgeous snatch in FLA. Yeah, we took care of business against the Gators last year in Florida. We got a shot to take care of the Seminole in Florida. Took care of uh, Central Florida or Scott Frost. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, of course, according to him, they pretty much dominated us, but... Um, yeah. Uh, and his mom. Uh, I don't believe Harbaugh has lost to a Florida team as a coach or a player. Is that what I read? Even in the pros. I don't know. No, I'm guessing college because his first start was against Miami when he was a uh, quarterback for the University of Michigan. I believe Miami was number one. Oh, right, right. And he they knocked off the uh, the Kings. They did in like sixteen thirteen or something like that. Or that was a hell of a ball game. Eighty six. We could pull it up in the Sure, we could. But that's um, that's old. That's old news. Um, the point is that uh, Michigan comes to play ball down in Florida when Harbaugh's involved. Yeah, there's a lot of confidence on the side of the Florida State fans and players. And oh, they're they've already chalked this up to a victory. Oh, look at the skill on Florida State's team. Oh, yeah. So much skill. So much more skill than Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I'm very excited about this game. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, 52, 51, 53 points uh, total line. Michigan is uh, minus 7, minus 7.5, minus 6.5, depending on where you're looking. 1984 season opener, Miami of Florida. Michigan was ranked 14th. Miami was ranked number one. Uh, Michigan won that game underneath uh, Coach Harbaugh 22-14. 22-14. In front of 105,403. That's got the the sound of pie in it, but 22-7 would be more like pie. Yeah, that was a good team. Um... Not a great team, a good team. Oh, well, you know they had a great quarterback. I mean, 
they were in the midst of that quarterback boom down in uh, Miami at that point. Was it uh, Vinny at that point or? No, I'll tell you who it was. It was um, Kelly. No, not Kelly. It was who was the, Was it that? No, that skinny. Uh, that skinny dude played against Notre Dame. In fact, that was at thirty on thirty. Uh, Steve Walsh. That was yeah. later on. No, I think it was before then. I think it was. It was a uh, Cosa. It was uh, not Cosa. It was Cosa. It's a Cosa. Yeah. Kosar was the starter. Testaverde was the back backup. Alonzo Highsmith was the running back. <laughs> Melvin Bratton. Holy yeah, boy. that was a that was a crazy good team. Yeah. Brian Blades, older brother of Benny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was an offense. Holy moly. What are these little asterisks means? That probably means like Pro Bowl or Pros or something crazy. Miami. We'll take it to Miami, and we're going to be down in Miami taking it to them, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. You know, I guess it's all part of the same. I'm glad we're in my Fort Lauderdale, which brings me to the second reason I'm excited is because me and the whole darn dang family are going down Yeah, with the alumni club. And, uh, uh, week from yesterday, noon flight out of Detroit. Metro. Yep, so kids are looking forward to that. Little son of the fun, fun of the sun. Arriving at about 2.30 in South FLA for some good times. So that hotel in that uh, tailgate is kind of like ski in, ski out to good time. It is. Everything's taken care of. Uh, We've got shuttles everywhere, um, breakfasts. um, uh, It sounds like the tailgate's fully loaded with uh, all the beer and wine I'm going to need. Um, they've got cash bars elsewhere, which is just dandy. Yeah. It sounds like they make a point of it in itinerary. There's a cash bar here. There's a. It's like oh, we yeah. realize you people want liquor, okay? So don't worry. There's gonna, yeah. they, they they let it. They get you. They get the message to you pretty loud and clear. Shocker! Uh, Michigan alumni groups. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Football tailgate. Uh, but I'm I'm really excited about the seats. Any of you MGO uh, hailcasters out there who are near section 115. The terrace. I was able to find some tickets with a, t- a half moon table with four seats, yeah. swivel seats around them, yeah, for for just a little bit more than the tickets that they were selling with the alumni group. Um, and I told my wife to opt out of the tickets, figuring I would just get some while we, when we got down there. And I found these, and uh, so she's just giddy, you know, being right on the aisle, close to the concession, close to the. So look for. Uh, um, um, a, a bald dude and two kids and a wife and uh, yours truly and come tap me on the shoulder and let's go have a hauser. Yeah. Celebrate the blue and the orange. Oh, oh yeah. That's going to be... I saw a picture of uh, of your uh, seats there and I got to tell you, that's a envy. Right above the tunnel. Envy. Hopefully they come out that tunnel. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a great view of uh, this game. I know we're going up against one speedy arse back. Yeah, Dalvin Cook has got uh, wheels. Wheels galore. He's He's got his sights uh, set on breaking his own record. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy for him against Michigan, but. Well, let's talk a little bit about Florida State. Um, Heck, yeah. 
they've got a not great offensive line. We've got a very good defensive line, so advantage Michigan there. Yes, they have a uh, just an awful sack uh, ratio yeah. uh, near the back end of the entire college football league. Their quarterback has taken a beating this year. What's this, DeAndre Francois? Francis? Yeah, who beat out their, their starter from last year. Yeah. So he's... He's, he's got some solid numbers. He's a good runner. He's uh, four, four running touchdowns, eighteen yeah. passing. Um, he's, a, he's a threat with his feet, no doubt. Yeah, but he has no time to throw. Thirty-one hundred yards. Um, yeah, he's running for his life. We're gonna destroy him. But if we don't, and he gets outside the pocket and they lose, then he's a he's a trouble. Well, you know what? It's a bowl game, and teams from Florida. Typically, if they're not in the running for anything, mail it in. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get back to the theme that we started at the beginning of the season, which is the quarterback's going out. Yeah. And uh, we'll see who finishes the game. Uh, yeah. That was a hell of a theme. Yeah. We, Until they knocked our own quarterback out, then it sort of then it was a bummer. Yeah. Sort of a karma comes and bites you in the ass. Yeah. Comes around, goes around, and... Uh, Dang, that's what she said. Hey, hey, give me the rim shot. How about that all night? Uh, their defensive backfield is depleted. Yeah, particularly at the safety. Yeah, they might be seeing George Campbell back there playing safety. Remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Good he, friend of uh, Mason Cole. Teammate. High school teammate. And he was a commit to Brady Hoke at one point. And then the uh, wheels began to fall off. And then, of course, Campbell's handler, his uncle or whatever, said, yeah, you ain't going up north. You're staying mm-hmm. around here. I don't so, blame him. Yeah. What's to... Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, hey, you, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to bring in Donovan Peoples-Jones. You're going to bring in Nico Count, hopefully. Let's talk about that. Um, you're going to bring in... Well, we got Tariq Black. Tariq Black, who who could be, he looks like he's just freak. I mean, as much as we know about Donovan Peoples-Jones just being the, the freak athlete, Tariq Black looks like he could be, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of, I mean, as under the radar as you can be for somebody as highly touted as he is, I mean, under the radar for Michigan well, fans who've been waiting for Donovan. Let's talk in uh, Dylan McCaffrey just slinging balls to Peoples-Jones. Uh Tariq Black, Tariq Black, let's hope we get a Nico Collins. I know uh, Bama wants Nico. Well, he could be looking at what he's up against and think, you know, Bama, the number one program in the nation, wants me, and why why do I need to compete with, you know, this? Those guys want to compete with I think those fellas don't give a rip-roaring... They're alpha alpha dogs. They don't. They are the man. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. It's been a. It's been a sort of a bonanza. Yeah. So. So I've got a little list here of the fellas that have given a verbal commitment since we last spoke, and it's been a who's who. I mean, it's a four. Star Bonanza with a uh, with the five star in um, People Jones, but we've got. I think it started with Avery Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> pulled that kid out of Detroit. Oh, Sparty! Oh, Sparty! 
So sorry. Um, Cesar Ruiz, the big center out of Florida. Hail Cesar. Yep, he's he's giant. He's a big fella. Um, big center. I mean, no, doesn't need to be taught center. That's his position. Yep. Coming out of IMG. Um, yeah, you know me. Tariq Black. We just talked about Tariq. Big receiver out of Connecticut. Um, we talk about Duran Irving Bay, the big defensive end out of Flint. Oh, Sparty. Oh, Sparty. And then uh, tonight, we pick up a kid out of Florida, outside linebacker Jordan Anthony. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like a freak. Big, fast, tailback linebacker fella. Yeah. Who's uh, getting it done in Florida against damn good competition. Yeah. He's no joke. Um, every, nice little pipeline there at IMG. Nice little camp idea before the outlawed. <laughs> yeah, it turns out. <laughs> turns out that worked out real good. Um, amidst all of that excitement, there was one whiff, swing and a miss, with uh, Isaiah Wilson, the big lineman out of uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Which, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, you're... Was, Can't win them all. What's done is done. Um, I suspect they'll recruit him until signing day. Oh, oh, I bet. I'm sure they will. I don't think that will bear fruit, but you never know. Um, and on the uh, horizon, you've got a possible number one in the nation in Najee Harris, who yeah. is a current Bama commit, but sounds like he loves him some Harbaugh. T. Wheatley. Yeah, it sounds like his mother really likes uh, some of the folks she was hanging with in town as well. Um, you know, that's that's what it sounds like from, you know, this is... That would be gravy. I mean, let's face it. That'd be awesome. It's going to be a real, real good class. We're sitting at number four right now, right behind uh, Bama. Well, we don't know. That may have even changed since tonight. It's still number four. Oh, it still is. Yep. Behind Bama. Bama, the Buckeye, Georgia, and Michigan. Yep. yep. Bama's one. Bama's one. Buckeyes are two. Georgia's three. There's a pretty good jump from two to three. Yeah. There's not a big jump from Georgia to Michigan. Michigan could take Georgia here with a four-star commit, I would imagine. Um, Which could be coming up. Uh, Shoot any day. I mean, you're looking at a lot of different balls to drop here with some of these guys. Well, Najee's a uh, he, as I understand it, he's the last of the early enrollees that we're involved with. So I think he he may be the final. Who's that? Uh, who's that girl? Offensive lineman out west. Uh, Faluja. Yeah. Is he early enrollee? Well. I, that was sort of one of the impression he was. He may be. I, don't, I guess I don't know. He uh, just recently, maybe today, narrowed down his top three to Oklahoma, Michigan, and don't recall the third. Well, the whole Oklahoma thing has got to sour him, you would think. Yeah, but, I mean, it's close to home. He's a Texas boy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, that's true. That would be the uh, the downer. And Oklahoma has done well. In fact, 
That's uh, Michigan's old line coach that's down at Oklahoma. Rich Rod's uh, old line coach. Oh. Good recruiter. Yeah. So, well, small world. I would, well, it's all. I'd love to get Chuck Fallujah. Yeah, he sounds like he's the, he's he's the guy you want. He is big time, particularly when you don't get an Isaiah Wilson. Um, we need to finish strong in this O-line class. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. O-line. We got to keep our quarterbacks clean so they can get the ball out to these people's Jones and Tariq Blacks. Oh, my gosh. Big receivers who can run after the catch. Yep. Make you miss. Yep. Yep. Who, who go high, who are just. Yep. I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones, that. We haven't had a receiver. Well, there hasn't been a receiver that highly rated go to Michigan uh, Michigan school since, what was it, uh, Rogers? Is that what I read? And uh, Charles Rogers went to state. Yep. That was the highest recruiting. Um, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was out. really good. Yeah. Not with guns, but with uh, catching footballs. Wasn't he the guy that drilled himself with a gun sitting in a restaurant? No, you're thinking of uh, oh, right, yeah. another Sparty receiver uh, who was very good, too. Uh, Lorena Bobbitt? Oh, gosh. No. His name escapes me. How could that be? He played with the uh, Steeler. Uh, or the Giant? The hell? No. I erased him from a member. We couldn't cover him. No. We had David Terrell back there trying to cover him. What the <laughs> hell was his name? Good Lord. I should know that. I We should know that. Yeah, short-term memory's a bitch. It is. Uh, any event. To hell with him. Hell with Sparty. Well, I mean, on top of uh, the players we mentioned that were, I mean, the, they're depleted. There's also several other players. I mean, they're missing Clarence Screaming Buffalo Swamp Town. <laughs> yeah. He's out, and Gilmore Tuttle. Gilmore Tuttle, yep. Uh, he, 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 had the mo- he had the most penalty uh, yards against him. Uh, 1960 to 1968 inclusive, as I recall. Yeah, yep. And, uh, and of course, we haven't heard much from Denny Pratt. That was a tragic uh, tragic example. So they've got uh, some injury problems. Plaxico Burroughs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. How can I forget? Um, yeah, they do have injury problems. They've got a lot of problems. Yeah, they. I think they've got a bit of overconfidence, uh, even though they're underdogs. The mediums, the media's making uh, darlings. Um, smart money is on Michigan in the over. I think. I think we're in agreement there. Do we know what the over is? 51, 53, between there, between there, depending on where you're getting it. Depending on your book. Let's look at that real quick. What is the D in, uh, in Vegas? Our old fraternity brother, new casino, or his casino Derek? out there. Yeah. Derek Stevens. Derek Smith, Derek Stevens. At the D in Las Vegas. What's the book in the D rating the Michigan versus FSU? I don't see a line out of the D. Yeah, I'm sure they have some sort of support. The D in the Golden Gate. Wow. Good for him. Not surprising. The D in the Golden Gate, what's that mean? 
Uh, looks like two separate uh, casinos. Oh. Oh, yeah, good for him. Uh, yeah. Um, the fifth grand opening of the hotel, formerly Fitzgerald, since it was purchased by Derek Stevenson's brother Greg in 2012. Um, <laughs> not long ago, I met up with Derek. Not hard to spot in his cherry red trench coat. With the D Las Vegas logo, logo stitched in his right breast pocket. Yeah, the boy. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Good for him. He's a uh, hustler. Now, their other older brother, Darren Stevens, um, actually married a witch. Yeah. 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 It was odd. Uh, if he lived in Rockford. He did. Yeah. Good man. Boy, then we go through all that recruiting. We've also got some news on the U of M front. I mean, you're talking about... not. I mean, we're talking about news from Harbaugh and his... People trying to undercut his recruiting and him calling him out. Jive turkey. It ain't cool being no jive turkey. So close to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dude, they got no brains anyhow. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. So we've got enemies. Yeah, no doubt. Clearly. And he called out uh, three head coaches. I have to disagree with Abraham Lincoln in this case. The best way to defeat these enemies is not to befriend them. Uh, the, the best way to defeat them is to massacre them. Is it is this defeat them? Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go, General Sherman. You gotta go wounded knee all over them. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got to work it out. Scorched to the sea, Alice Sherman. I think it's brilliant that he said three unnamed coaches because that could mean 20, right? It could be anything. There's more than three. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the obvious is urban, so that's the given. Um, I don't know that. I guess D'Antonio. Saban. Saban um, would be. I don't know logical. if it'd be D'Antonio. I mean, they're not probably recruiting the same guys. <laughs> well, Duran Irving Bay, Donovan Peoples Jones, Ambry Thomas. Um, Didn't work too well if that were the case. You got to think that uh, Penn State's coach is a giant. Oh, yeah. He's probably one of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's famous for. I mean, he jived turkey on with uh, Jabril. Yeah, yeah, they're very touchy at Penn State. Yeah, they are <laughs> slappy and touchy. Perry, just a bad situation. Don't know the details, but I will say this: you know, if the president-elect can get a pass on grabbing some, you know, you let a collegiate kid get a pass on grabbing some. Why not? Yeah, the president's been set. Yeah, precedent is set by the president elect. How about precedent's that? been set by the president elect, yo. Yeah. That's got a nice beat to it. It does. It's got a little hip hop rhyme to it. Yeah, so the details are unclear outside of four counts of. I don't believe what I just said, by the way. Nefarious. But, but you know. There's several. There's, uh, there's a lot of this population who do believe it. There's just less than 50% that do. Yeah, just less, yep. and that's uh, a ton of. Pe- it's like you know, 
Yeah. Whether they believe it or not, they give it a free pass. That's right. 70, 70 million people can't be wrong. And we're moving on from... Yeah, so that's so, a bad situation. So it doesn't sound like he'll be in Miami. No, as he shouldn't be. Our slot receiver. No. No, you don't run from police. Who is our... Uh, who's going to be running the slot? So you don't grab ladies. Who's who, Who's going to take that position? Um... Oh, gosh. Uh, Dennis Norfleet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about uh, throwing uh, throwing our our, uh, local friend in here? Drake uh, Harris? Yeah. Why not? Or? He may. He may. I'm sure he knows that position. I would imagine those receivers got to know them all. But you could be talking, could go across. I mean, you could be talking a variety of even youngsters getting a, a few reps in there in the bowl game. But I think he wants to. Jabril? Oh, at the slot. Why not? Why not? Quick in, quick out. And that's where he should be. How about give me three routes you could run? Quick, quick, quick out, quick out, quick in, and a curl. And give me the ball on the. How about a fourth route? We'll throw you on a fly route. Don't give me the ball as an I formation back, or a, a wildcat where they're just going to converge on me and suck me in. Quick screen, let the outside receiver block the cornerback, uh, and okay, Jabril. Fly route. Out. God damn it! We we, we got this thing. Poseidon's trousers. Ah, we should do it. Dang. Okay, so Jabril's going to be running the slot. All right, yeah. And, and I mean, he'll get so many balls to be slot receiver. I think I said that before, but. Uh, <laughs> um. All right, so I think that's a that's a whole scheme right there. That would be awesome. This is his last game, and because you know, he's not coming back. What we don't want to. What we want to see but don't want to see is a redux of the uh, Michigan-Florida game, the Lloyd's last game when we destroyed them. And we're like, what? The, where's this <laughs> offense and defensive game plan been all year? Yeah. Although we can't be too disappointed about. I think a lot has to do with the effort that some of these teams put in in their bowl games. Yeah, I suppose that's true. You know, they party and it's a big party. There's no, I don't think this would be a big party for the Wolverines. I think it's pretty regimented. I think it's a business trip. Yeah. I don't think Harbaugh believes in party before a game. You're going to have a few days off here, boys. You get the rest of your life to party. Let's take care of business. Yeah. Uh, other news, uh, Maurice Roos is sticking around, <sighs> which is uh, pretty good news. That's really good news. Um, Let's talk about that starting front line for... Uh, <laughs> 2017. We're talking about. I mean, yeah, we're losing a lot, but boy, we have a lot. We're talking about uh, Chase Winovich on one end. Sir Power! Uh, we're talking about Rashan Gary on the other end. Gary and Anna! And Monet and Hurst clogging up the middle. Monet! Hurst! That's a fine starting D line. We don't yeah. have the depth that we had this year, but that. No, but we're gonna some some guys will step up. We've got some guys, got three guys who are will provide depth. You know, we just don't. They were third stringers at this point, so we didn't hear a lot from them. Now they're gonna get their chance, and they're only you know the talent level is only going up, and eventually, 
you know, within a year or two, these guys are going to be coming in just like Bama does. That Bama and Ohio State are two of the youngest teams in college football, as well as Clemson. Yeah. And they're all in the uh, playoffs yeah. because they're able to bring in quality, high-talent freshmen who are, you know, you look at, <laughs> we were pointing out earlier, you look at Isaiah Wilson. Yeah. And the dude, like you said, looks like he's 30 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, if um, you're bringing in people who are specimens and physical freaks, ready to roll, um, it's tough to go up against. Yeah, there's just no doubt about it. No, no question. And be that as it may, it does help immensely to uh, to have a Maurice Hurst come back and fulfill his final year. No word yet on Khalid Hill. He's yet undecided. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. And uh, was there somebody else who was? Uh, I know it was. I think you know that, that was the person who I was thinking about as well. Uh, uh, pipeline to um, the American Samoa, Tony Tuiana's. His Jason Dan over finished. Yeah. Go to Fresno? Is that what we saw? D-line coach? So does that bode badly for our chances with... Uh, we have any uh, Samoans in the pipe? Well, Philip Pye is already verbally committed. Uh, seemed like there was, a, there was one. Outstanding? Yeah. One year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid out of Utah. The defensive tackle. Uh, yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. That may affect his recruitment. He was at Bama and... Uh, yeah, I think it was the Buckeyes in Michigan is sort of where he was narrowed down to. Arg. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Uh, what's his name? But yeah, that may affect his recruitment. This all shook down tonight, so we're, yeah, we're yeah, unprepared. We're unprepared. Unprepared, lots shaking down tonight. You got news of, uh, like we said earlier, uh, Jordan Anthony. And by the way, Anthony Jordan was on the team. Jay Tafoli is his name. Right, yes. And he is a. He's a big man. He's a, uh, a high. I mean, we we want him. Yes, he's a high four star kid. Um, I think. That was uh, that's not good news, probably for Michigan. No, we want him and Aubrey Sullivan to finish out our D line recruitment. Yeah, we sure do. Those are the two D line boys we want, and they're both high profile kids. So we'll see how uh, Tony Tuliata's new uh, employer affects that recruitment. Well, he's not going to Fresno. No, but he uh, maybe yeah, maybe the pipeline it, here that he does. It may missing. be, a, yeah, maybe enough to. Well, who knows? Who knows? I guess these things are yet to be uh, determined. Did I hear that um, uh, Urban Meyer was thinking about bringing Kevin Wilson in for OC? Did he do that? Oh, no, I hadn't heard that. No, I heard he brought in. Uh, um, who do you bring in for DC? Um, Shiano. Shiano? 
He named Shiano DC? Well, he was co-DC with uh, Fickle. Man, I swear I just heard that he br- they brought in somebody for DC, but then somebody told me yesterday that he was considering bringing in Kevin Wilson as offensive coordinator. That would make sense. He's a good coordinator. Um, that would be not good news for the Big Ten. Or I wouldn't want to see him it in Columbus. It wouldn't be good news for the rest of the Big Ten. It would be good news for Ohio State. Yeah, it, it would. He's a good coach. Uh, finally, Larry is going to the Orange Bowl. Yeah, Larry found out today. He's got tickets to his family to uh, to Miami. That is a uh, that's great. Yeah, that'll warm your cockles watching that uh, video. No doubt. Guy's got both his feet and legs and uh, traction. Is it like eighty some surgeries the dude's been oh, through? At least that. Yeah. Had a, had, the kids had a rough go of it, and he's been nothing but upbeat about everything. Oh yeah. And uh, true blue, through and through. So that was a yeah. That's your feel good story today. So good for him. Happy, yeah. Happy yeah. No doubt. His family has got. That family's had nothing but bad news for a good long while. So great, happy to hear that they've got some good news for the holidays. Surprise trip to uh, Miami. He got some sweet gear. Yeah. Sweet gear, um, some tickets and some seats. And a flight. Flight, hotel, hooked up. Well, that's a good deal. That makes you proud. Brings out a little pride. And, a lot of pride. Um, well, what's your? Uh, I'd like, like to touch on hoops before we uh, before we go to our predictions of this uh, Orange Bowl that's got coming up here, Matt. But we we sat together and watched the second half of the game tonight. Yeah, we both watched the uh, first half as well. Um, Michigan we, Furman, yeah, our last game before the Big Ten season. Begins to unravel and uh, yeah. hard fought. Hard fought, tough win over uh, Furman. Who? So there's what 350 teams in in college hoops, which is what more than twice as many football teams. And Furman's right in the middle of the Kempom rankings. So I think they were 161 going in, so they weren't. Awful, um, but they weren't great. Right. Um, and played in front of a sparse crowd at Chrysler Center. Yeah, there was nothing to feed off. No energy to feed off there. You know, a lot of students home for the it holidays. It was like a neutral site. Yeah. Um, and, but the Wolverines managed to to pull out a victory under uh, Maurice Wagner. Had a a real nice first half. 13 points. Sure did. Yeah. Um, Zach had a good shooting night there in the second half to yep. keep us ahead and some free throw shooting was good as well yep sort of a I think it's going to be a stressful year watching the hoops team yeah it's up and it's just a manic team yep 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 so we got excited after the trip to Madison Square Garden and we did and uh very excited and the, we, the commentators were like, "Well, this is the best team in the in the Big Ten. Yeah, not quite a Final Four team, but a Sweet Sixteen team. Somebody picked them uh, to make the Final Four. Dan Dakich. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, 
Yep, yep. I didn't know that. Well, now that I did, yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Um, Who knows? Who knows? It's a, if they get on a shooting I mean, the way they stuck with uh, UCLA shooting the lights out, yeah. uh, 50, 50 essentially in the first half, yeah. uh, you know, you just don't know. I mean, no team should be shooting like that, little on both those teams. And uh, I think you square off again. One of them's going to be shooting well, and the other one won't be. Yeah, you just once you get in the turning, and uh, I hope they make the turning at this point. Uh, and there's no guarantees they'll even make the turning. Nope. Um, however, you just don't know. I mean, in, in Big Ten basketball, who's going to show up and start winning games and get on a roll? And so, I love the big men. I love the uh, the ability to bring uh, a few big men off the off the bench. I don't like Beeline pulling out Wagner when he gets a foul because I think Wagner needs to be playing to get in a groove. And the more he plays, the better he gets. Um, I do like the defense; it's gotten better with their new D, D coordinator that they brought in here. Um, uh, but but then there's that. Then they just let some uh, really small guard drive right past them and get a layup repeatedly right. throughout the game. It's like, how can you, how can you let the? We're pointing out a pointing out somebody jacks up a three. You pointed out. You're like, look at that. Nobody crashes the boards. Not a one person. And, and, and almost as soon as you can finish saying that sentence, there's nobody on the boards. Yet they can't get back to stop the guy coming down that yes. gets the rebound and drive right in for an easy layup. Yeah. Like if there's nobody on the boards, then all five guys should be back, and three of them should be clogging the lane. Yeah. Um, how does this guy get to the? I mean, so it's just that sort of thing that drives you mad watching yeah. this basketball team. Very frustrating. That sequence was very, very frustrating. You can't do that. You can't, no. You can't let the guy get the rebound and then go coast to coast and get a layup. And I understand that strategy of B-lines is we're not going to throw guys to the offensive rebounds. We're going to get back on defense and stop any transition games that comes to you. But then you got to stop, gotta stop it. you got to stop transition. <laughs> I'm of the opinion if you can't stop it, then you follow and make them hit it at the uh, free throw line. Right. He hates he- fouls. Hell or high, high water. You, you're going to come out of the game if you foul. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the catch-22. It is. That's some catch, the catch-22. It's the best there is. Yep. Yep. Yosarian, Yosarian. Yeah. So it's it's a frustrating team. Um, hopefully they can. But Maurice Wagner is going to take this team as far as they're going to go. Um, if he can right. manage to stay on the court, and despite Beeline's foul uh, and bench procedure policy, he's got to figure out not to foul somehow. Um, move his feet, get out of the way, give the easy layup. I don't know. Well, uh, also, Derek Walton has to take the ball in the hoop like he was tonight. Yeah. It, and not like he hasn't been doing the rest of the season. I mean, the guy has just not evolved. He's, and, not, a, he's not a point guard. Okay. Well, he's playing point guard. I know, and it stinks because we don't have a point guard. But when he does take it to the hole, he makes these trick shots repeatedly. He he seems to have a knack for make for getting the ball to go in. He used to. He was tonight. He did tonight for the uh, first time in a long time. But when you ever you get in the lane, then you can jack it out to your three point spot shooters, and so you've got to get the ball in the lane. And he's a good free throw shooter. Just right. Drive it to the iron and get the foul. The first thing they should be looking for is get to the ball in the lane. I mean. 
Man. You know, just a it's a record. Everybody says that, but it's the truth. I mean, you've got to get the defense to collapse on you so you can kick out to these hot shooters that you've got. Yes, Michigan gets too comfortable taking these three-point shots and not trying to get the ball into the lane. Duncan Robinson is trying, but he's just... He's got awful. He's just not a good... He just can't drive well. And he can't play defense. No. He, is he just a, can't get open. He's a dead-eye when he's got an open shot, but he doesn't work hard enough for that open shot. No. Well, I'm not sure that B-Line's offense is forcing him to work hard enough. I don't think it is either. It's sort of just as a loping around the perimeter. Yeah. And then, you know, I think you're just trying to make them dizzy. You make you make the, the defense dizzy until somebody gets the opening to go to the lane and then throw it out yeah. or drive the baseline and pop it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's mesmerizing at times, uh, but when it's on, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, but when it's off, it's just it looks inept. It's it's hideous when it's not working. When people aren't moving around and standing around on the perimeter, and you're just well, they, the bar they're on so the reliant on that outside shot, and you've now you've got these big fellas. Well, keep. Te- keep I didn't see Tusky tonight. It's very frustrating, this I mean, game. bring Teske into this game. So we're hopeful. I guess it was just too close. We're hopeful. We're hopeful, of course. We're hopeful. So we open up the Big Ten slate with Iowa on January 1st. All right. Hopefully we'll get a handshake from Fran and the team. Yeah. After, regardless of a win or loss. Yeah. We can only hope. Matt. Mike. It's so good to be back it is in the Hellcast Studios uh, for the pull, the bowl game uh, preview. Holiday edition. Holiday edition. But we've got to go back to the ball game at hand. Do you have a prediction oh. as to how this game is going to wind up? A score, will you? Say, cutting and running, taking a stab at the score. Picking and grinning. Uh, yeah, I do. I've got a prediction. Yeah. I think Michigan's going to put 35 on the board, and Florida State's going to have uh, 20. 35 to 20? I take that back. Michigan's going to have 35. Florida State's going to have 10. Mm. I'll take 10 points off right there. It's bold. Yeah. 35-10. I'm going to go 42-17 Michigan. There you go. Like that, too. And uh, that should take the over. And Michigan, the points. Doubler, doubler. Either way, uh, uh, either way, we're winning. Yeah. Whatever score you follow there. I think Florida State scores early with a touchdown. Yeah. And then they get a field goal, and then that's it. Michigan figures it out. That's what I'm hoping for as well. Yeah. Well. Let's uh, let's hope that we get the W. I think we do get the W. Let's hope there's too many cooks in the kitchen and we can uh, eliminate Dalvin from the scenario. Yeah. Well, Michael, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yes, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Holidays to you and yours as well. And all you Hillcast listeners, no kidding, we no love kidding. we on. love hearing from you in the mailbag and whatnot. That's right. I love all your comments. They uh, really keep our spirits up. Have yourselves a wonderful new year, and don't forget to go blue. Go blue.
such a mess. Oh, yeah. How did you get through it? I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels.